Hey, it's Brian, and welcome to TPN The Walk-On. Today's episode, we recap the entire NBA offseason, then a look ahead into NFL Week 12. And now, from the Bet Bunker in Brooklyn, here is your host, Joel Walkowski. I think I need to redact not a thing I said. Okay. Because there are things we that I say that we edit out. Sure. For instance, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, I said something bad about Kelly Stafford. Yes. We edited that out. Got to get that out of there. Yeah. Kelly Stafford went out to say worse things on her own without <laughs> our podcast. And then she's like, hey, can you edit back in that incendiary thing? I could do a control redo. Just put it back right in. <laughs> That's fine. But, you know, two weeks ago, we had the wonderful Dan Yang on, and we talked about, oh, wow. I look at the when I put my hands back <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, so we had Dan Yang on. Yeah, and yeah. Everyone, um, Joel has a new uh, new seat that he sits in, and now he looks like a uh, a duck sometimes. You know, I brought my own chair from the other side of the room here. It belongs to Scam Coppler, and <laughs> you know, I've just been using it for my own purposes. I've been enjoying it, but I'm a little too short on camera. There's a little bit too much room <laughs> to lean back. And we have some oh nice, goodness. this is kind of like the dwarf upper body look having going on. Little T-Rex action. You got some T-Rex. Yeah, I like little, that. Yeah. It's nice action, but I have to redact an entire podcast that I researched, that I thought about, wherein I made the case for the Golden State you, Warriors. You did, and I thought you were a crazy person. You thought I was crazy? Uh, yeah, and you, you you made some great points too, but you know, now I don't know. But now there was a big injury. Big. Clay Thompson ruptured his Achilles. That is the worst injury a basketball player can have. I believe only Dominique Wilkins and now hopefully Kevin Durant came back from that successfully. Yeah. Although for Dominique, it was only one year that was he was really effective. After the Achilles. I know, and I feel so bad for this guy because Clay has just been one of those silent assassins. Really, you know, never chirped at all. You know, just played, played, and pl just played great. I just feel so bad for a great player like that to go down. And a great personality. Like, the thing about a lot of these NBA players are kind of polarizing. People have an opinion one way or another. I don't think there is an athlete in American sports right now with a higher approval rating than Clay had. Everyone loves that oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, everyone loved him. Cause he was just he was gonna get your buckets and he wasn't gonna like he'll he'll talk shit. Everyone talks shit a little bit, but he was he could back it up all the time and he was just great. Yeah, he didn't know where what time practices were. He did they would have to tell him everything. He just liked his dog, chocolate milk, that's it. Hey, that's that's you just need okay, I need basketball, chocolate milk. Maybe some water, because it's good for your bones and stuff in your body. So when I made the case for the Warriors, they were roughly between like six and a half to one, maybe yeah. eight to one high limit. Yeah. And what do you think Clay going out moved the odds from? Ooh, they're probably in the middle of the pack now. Yeah, they moved from there to 30 to one. True. <laughs> wow. So now I, I want we I want to see we don't have time to break down everything that happened in the the past sure. four days in the NBA because truly so much happened every team was affected yeah but it was Christmas 
Boom. It was it was Christmas. It was amazing. I'm amazed you say that because I watched the first round of the draft with you, and your reaction to the Cavs pick was less than ideal. It, it, I mean, it was, and them letting Tristan go was like, okay, you're you're going for defense, and then seeing that Tristan signing with the Celtics, gross. Um, <laughs> just shows like, okay, we're this is. This is the trips Tristan replacement. He's not going to be as good, but we don't need him to be that good, uh, as good as him. Uh, so yeah, it, it all makes sense now after that signing. So that because that was my biggest question mark was is he what what's going to happen to Tristan? It's like we need him. I love him. I want to hug him, but it was, he's gone. Yeah, but Tristan sucks. He doesn't suck. In the modern NBA, like, you have a better version of Tristan Thompson already on the roster and Andre Drummond. How dare you? But I understand that. He doesn't have a jumper, and he's... (laughs) And he, what he, he traded uh, uh, free throw hands like, midway through his second or third season. So yeah, he's not shooting the ball well, but he can get a, he can protect that rim all the time. That was that was his job. Yeah, Tristan's probably a better defender. He'll be well utilized in Boston as yeah. just a utility piece. And that's why I'm yuck about it. I'm like, damn, like you went to a place where you're gonna excel so bad because every big man that they've had. Uh, past like Al Horford or whatever it just they they all suck so I think the Celtics got really really good out of just picking up that TT my TT but I miss him picking up the TT okay so I wanted to I want to make a new decision I want to figure out who I support to win this year's NBA title okay this is going to be based on in like first of all let's give the caveat because if you are going to list the winners of the offseason so far, yeah. the Lakers are having a great offseason. They, they they checked off all the boxes, and they're back. They're going to win it again. <laughs> they're going to win it again. Like, I, I, maybe the Clippers can knock them off. I have a case in the Eastern Conference that I think is compelling. But really? We'll get there. Okay. And then, yeah, adding Montrez Harrell to take over for those JaVale McGee and what, Dwight Howard yeah. minutes. Right. And they're what? JaVale play like 15 minutes per, like per game. Yeah. And LeBron, he can't play with everyone, right? Yeah. He can. He can, he can but he doesn't like it. You he have doesn't, to be no, a no. LeBron guy. You have to be a LeBron guy. Yeah. And is Montrez Harrell the first teammate that LeBron's had who's able to work out with him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I think the fun thing with with Bunt, with Harrell, uh, he's going to learn a lot if he just if he does it right and doesn't doesn't get if he if he gets the Kevin Love diet of like okay I have to shape I have to reshape everything and he I mean he can do that quickly then you have someone that you know. What, was he six man before? What was he? Yeah, he was six man a year, but he doesn't need to do the Kevin roll, I, Kevin I, Love roll, because they got Marcus Saul for that. I know, and that and that's so good for him. So it, it gives him he's off that pressure, and he, they they signed, uh, uh, they re-signed the Morris brother. So like you, they are set for just for a- uh, Anthony Davis to take a couple days off if need be, and they'll be okay. 
Yeah, and Marcus saw like the big problem I had with the Lakers last year is that they didn't have a very interesting brand of basketball. Right. And Marcus Hall kind of changes that. Like having Mark and LeBron in the same five passing the ball is going to be really splendid to watch. Imagine him as like as basketball fans were taught about Bill Walton on the '86 Celtics and how much he did for their second unit, mm-hmm. and that's there for Mark. Yeah, and when when Mark was on the Raptors, very inconsistent, very inconsistent. So I hope he, I hope LeBron whips in shape, like, hey man, you need to do, you need to give me ten and ten, all right, on that and yet second rotation, and then you you've won free agency if you're going to get out that out of Mark Gasol. Yeah, and but the the Lakers they're three to one right now. If you want to back the Lakers, I totally endorse that. Yeah. I do think you can probably wait and get better odds at their low point during the regular season, mm-hmm. because there will be new pieces you want to incorporate. There will be some rest for Davis and LeBron, hopefully, given the expedited off season. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can get that up to four to one if you're lucky. Yeah. So now that I'm looking for another title contender i'm amazed at how top heavy it is we have the lakers at three to one clippers at five and a half to one bucks Mm. at five and a half to one Mm. nets at six to one and i i'm gonna dismiss all those teams as well as the heat at 15 to one you're not you you're saying the heat can't do it the heat can't do it like the why not the turnaround from this offseason is really hard for them especially True. given how many minutes butler played mm-hmm. especially given that they gave dragic big money to return mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they're they're going to be worn out they really played so aggressively in blue collar throughout those the postseason yeah. that it's unreasonable to expect them to return okay i can see that and so my rules for picking a team to win the championship mm-hmm. is they have to have an answer to Anthony Davis. I right. would prefer that they have some sort of defensive identity. Mm-hmm. And the team that I've got a couple options here. Okay. But the team that's really getting my attention is the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm, I'm going to say sell. Sell on that. Well, you think they're going to come back after having just a, um, I would say like a tumultuous type of year of people hate each other, can they play together, and you have new front office and a new head coach. But that's exactly why I like them, because their basketball people last year mm-hmm. could not be worse. I thought Brett Brown was a D- minus throughout his entire tenure. I oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought the same was true for Elton Brand of his tenure of a GM. Mm-hmm. And Daryl Morey, he's been able to reshape this roster. They're flexible. There's things that you can do. They're shooting. They got out from that Horford contract. Yeah. And you know what? You have Doc Rivers, who I don't love. I've talked a lot of trash about the Morey-Doc pairing in the past. But for a one-year window, you just need Embiid to buy in. Mm -hmm. You have Simmons as your point guard. So I think that's potentially the best defense in the NBA. What if, what if Philly pulls off a, what if, what if they pull off a James Harden trade? Because I mean, if you're bringing in more, you're saying I can grab one of those guys. I can grab a Westbrook or a Harden to bring him in. Because you know you can trade Simmons 
easily to the Rockets. Or you do a, a three team, but I think I think that's an easy easy thing to do if if Doc sees that Ben and Embiid are just Embiid's doing Hulu commercials still and doesn't care about basketball. Yeah, and you can do that, but and maybe that will make me a little bit more bullish for them. Mm. But right now, I see that they're able to hit the ground running. They're going to be improved from last year. There's still a lot of continuity, so there's not many new pieces to incorporate. Mm. And if we're just looking at the East here, we have the Bucks, we have the Nets, we have the Celtics, Raptors, Sixers. I like the Sixers as much as any of these other teams. Mm -hmm. I also think they're the only team that can conceivably beat the Lakers. I say Boston has has the roster for that. I'll get to Boston. Okay. I will address them, All but right. their odds aren't as good. And I as I as I like them, Embiid on Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons on LeBron James. That's a great start. And mm. then if you're having your two guys make things difficult for them, yeah, the Lakers. You know, you can disrupt what they're trying to do. I think the Lakers will win, but if we're just expecting a team to gel and get there, yeah, I think they have more pieces than Boston or Milwaukee or yeah. Miami right now. Right, yeah. And I contribute the Lakers' title to Rajon Rondo, so having him out not there anymore plays you know, into the hand of, oh, LeBron has to be on the ball a little bit more. And he's gonna, if he has to play more offense than defense, then, you know, LeBron's going to get tired. He's a sleepy boy sometimes. LeBron's a sleepy boy sometimes. He's going to take those two weeks off to go on vacation <laughs> just like he always does. Uh, and honestly, this year, I can't even blame him. Right. But, yeah, I think the Sixers is just like having competent basketball. People there is the biggest upgrade I've seen across the NBA landscape. Okay. All right. That's, that's interesting. Uh, I, I mean – I really liked what uh, Denver did. Uh, so, like, there's just a lot, like Philly, like is okay with me. Uh, I just out of the out of the East teams, I'm like, I'm I'm on the fence for them. I, I don't know. Yeah, and it, I mean, I could see the case for Boston, but Boston's only thirteen to one to win the title. Yeah, and the case there is, oh, you have. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, these young forwards, are among the best assets in the league. Mm -hmm. Really, it's just Tatum at this point. <laughs> hey, the Jay Brown, don't sleep on Jay Brown. Yeah, but there's just a, a difference between those. And I've been trying to reach Jalen Brown for three months now to no avail. <laughs> I keep messaging your agent, get back to me. It yeah. is literally a matter of life and death, and I can't get a text returned. <laughs> I didn't know this. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing a little close to the vest, but... I've got a friend. They are the attorney for a wrongfully imprisoned man. The case lines up, and they need a character witness. Whoa. And the person that he knows is Jalen Brown. So I've been trying to keep get in contact with them. Yeah. No luck so far. So Holy Jaylen, cow. I'm They're Jason Tatum's team until yeah. Utico Briley walks free. <laughs> <laughs> and the Celtics, I, I mean, this, this is kind of the Sixers and Celtics window. Right here. Oh, yeah. This season. Milwaukee, there's so much pressure on them. There are so many moving pieces. Right. And you've seen them sort of freeze up. You've seen something in their character that makes them stop short and get yeah. disrupted. And I think a big thing that's disrupting them is when they're expecting to get Bogdan. And then that didn't happen. 
They, the front office is probably high-fiving, like, we did it. This is the guy that we need. He's going to fill the shoe so we don't have to uh, worry about Giannis scoring buckets or, or around the rim. This guy's going to do it. And then, no, sorry, man. Let's go to the Hawks and make the Hawks the cool little powerhouse. Yeah, Hawks are going to be the cool little powerhouse. If there's a, a Hawks playoff bet, Tilly, it's be quiet. okay, Tilly. Tilly, it's okay, you can't Tilly. like the Atlanta Hawks that much. We're not talking about the Hawks as playoff contenders. <laughs> We're happy with them getting there. But the Hawks, they added Gallinari, they added Bogdan, yeah. they added Rajon Rondo, and Trey Young playing alongside Rajon Rondo is going to be very good for them. Man, this is, they are, ain't the guy, yeah, Gallinari, I think that's going to be, that's the sleeper. Uh, signing right there i think it's he's gonna he's going to expand his role and win the thing yeah and you're seeing all these teams at the lower level of the eastern conference fall all over themselves to make this eight seed yeah charlotte atlanta they're going all in they want to get there well i mean the the new play-in uh, scenario now for those bottom teams, it kind of makes it like okay, like just like, we can be good enough to get in there, and if you get in there, uh, it's like oh, we get those playoff dollars. Like great, okay, cool. So then then you can you know get some more people, you can get more people to buy into your systems. Like hey, I saw you in the playoffs. I want to get in there. I can see where I can insert myself. Uh, so it's a uh, it's it's gonna be a fun little wild card action. It's going to be a lot of fun wildcard action in the East, especially. And it's going to be great for us because we're fans of the two worst teams in basketball right now. Yes, yes. And all I got to say is there's two historic drafts coming up these next two seasons. And there's such value in tanking. Like I know, but there's so many teams going to tank. No, no one's tanking. Well... The Knicks are kind of tanking. Knicks are kind of tanking. Pistons are kind are definitely tanking. Cavs are definitely tanking. That's it. Well, I the Cavs they have reputable people on the team, so I don't see them like fully tanking. So I don't I don't see it much out of them. Only if they have a bad start, then it, then it's just Tank City. Then it's uh, uh, Toyota Tankathon all, yeah, all day. Because because if you look at the Western Conference. Every team, maybe OKC because of how their rosters assemble, yeah, they're yeah. going to be pretty bad. Right. But the Pistons, Knicks, Cavs, I think those are your three worst teams. Yes. Yeah. And like the the team with the longest odds, the Sacramento Kings, God bless them. Was there a worst? He's one of my favorite players in the NBA, but I cannot believe De'Aaron Fox got a max contract. They that's a that's a per, that's a team grasping for straws. And the owner is a nutcase, and they don't know what to do. I I feel so bad for every player that gets that gets churned in there. And if you can get max money, it's like, hey, just get your money, man. Just <laughs> just play, because they you have a bad you have a bad team, bad organization that can't look past them each other. So it's just like, get out of here, man. Yeah, and you got to learn from your mistakes. They gave a big contract to Buddy Heald two years ago that they've been trying to unload the entire time. You're going to do the same thing to De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox, I love him. He's not a top 25 player right now. No, no. He needs so much help around him. I mean, like any any young player needs a lot of help because you, when you feel that, when you get all that money, you get this uh, this 
feeling like, okay, I have to show up. You know, I have to do everything. And then if you don't and you're like, I'm getting paid all this money for, for nothing, like my team sucks, like it, it, then they just, then like emotionally, you're not in the game anymore. And then you're just wasting, you're wasting money, you're wasting fans. It's just, oh my goodness, just, ooh, can we dismantle the Sacramento Kings and put him somewhere else you can't do it put him in the east yeah can't do it <laughs> so he, okay before we table this nba conversation there are a couple other intriguing teams i'd like to talk about for potential title bets yeah um i mean go back to the warriors 30 to 1 is that crazy yeah i mean it's good odd, like it's a good odd to do um but losing clay you know I think that's it's a that's a rough one. Too big of a deal. Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins. And you're not you're expecting Wiggins to step up like that? Like to be, hey Clay, you're you're <laughs> hey Wiggins, you're the next Clay. Can you do it? Yeah, but I'm just expecting all these guys to do pretty well under Steve Kerr. Like players maximize their potential there. So if your crunch time five there is like what? It's it's Curry, it's Wiggins, it's Wiseman. Yeah. And Didn't Draymond, sign, and then I think they signed win. Kelly. They got Kelly, right? They got Ubre. They did get Ubre, I think. They yeah. did get Ubre. So there you go. There yeah. you have your fifth one. Also, Rockets thirty to one. That's tempting if they don't make any moves. If they don't make any moves, it's like okay, you guys, <laughs> you're not gonna go far, but you know you could you could do something. But um, we've seen it doesn't work. It, 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 their their style doesn't work, so it, it's going to be interesting what you're going to do. And uh, I, someone's going to get moved. Hart Harton or uh, or Westbrook's getting out of there. So yeah, and if Harden goes to Philly, they win the East. That's an East win. That's Harden and Embiid. Like just by the algebra of basketball, that's what you want to have right there. Yeah, and I think that's what Embiid wants. He wants someone that is, is comparable. Like they can shoot the ball, so it's not always uh, leaning on him. Because when he gets, because he loves to just get, he, I, I don't know, he doesn't love to get hurt, but he gets hurt just doing some weird shit. He, he's a big, he's got a big body, you know, and he's a little gangly guy, so uh, he, he gets wrapped up a lot. So if you have someone that can just shoot and take the pressure off him, because another young guy that it, it was getting expected to do everything, and just let James go. Here you go. Okay, so here here are my long shots. I'm putting Ooh, what them you in got? right what now. What you got? So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down ten dollars. Okay. Sixers NBA title. Ten. Twenty five to one. Ten dollars on Joel Embiid for MVP. Forty to one. Ooh. And that's where you're gonna see the Doc Rivers difference right there. Yeah. And this is gonna be a different Embiid this season. We know he's one of the top ten players. He's just not been forced to really step up from an organizational perspective. Mm-hmm. He's better than everyone. He doesn't have to work. It's a lot of Shaq parallels, honestly. Yeah. And I would put a shot collar on him from if he does that three point pump fake again, <laughs> 120 volts. You can never he loves do that shit. No one's falling for that thing ever. It's like, bud, you're so, you're such a tall man. No one's going to, oh, God, I'm going <laughs> to. So funny. Yeah, and then a couple more long shot championship winners. Um, 
I'll put ten dollars on the Suns, forty to one. You're, you're there. You go again. You loving the Suns. Yeah, but if anyone's gonna beat the Lakers, it's gonna be a team with a big man presence. Yeah, Chris Paul's gonna make DeAndre Ayton a amazing asset if he's not already an amazing asset. Yeah, I could see them going toe to toe and having a nice Western Conference run. I don't think it'll happen, but what? Do you, what about the Jazz? What's the Jazz at? Jazz are 40 to 1. Is that a viewer question? No, that's just me. Um, I just don't know if they're fluid enough. I think Gobert does a lot of great things as a rim protector and a defensive presence. Yeah. But I just think the scheme's a little too rigid because, like, Embiid and Anthony Davis and Jokic, they're these, these other great centers, but they're not really hamstrung with them on a scheme point of view. Mm. They're still adaptable. Yeah. So Rudy, I mean, against certain teams, they, they he's rendered unplayable. Yeah, that's, man, that's true. That's uh, true. And until they solve that, I don't think they're going to really go anywhere. And, like, that Rudy Gobert, we got the French well, national team going in Detroit. We'll welcome you with open <laughs> arms. You, you you swap that contract, you get two years of Blake Griffin in there? Ugh. What? I don't want Blake. No, no, you you, you just you don't Blake's understand. Blake's broken. Blake's no, you broken. don't understand. Blake is a gifted basketball player. He was His development was harmed by playing alongside Chris Paul, who cast him as a big man, like he's doing with Aiton now, but Blake ain't a big man like that. Blake's got a, sim- a skill set kim- similar to LeBron or KD. He handles on the perimeter. He was a 40% three-point shooter his last healthy season. Yeah. And he's a real basketball player with vision and handles and just a mastery of the game that's was not able to be expressed with Chris Ball. Well, do you do you think that he his head is in there? I don't think yeah. Blake, yeah? Do. Yeah, I okay. think I think Blake loves basketball. I think he lives for it. And like if he, if he wasn't invested, why is he coming in down three games to zero when the NBA playoffs against Milwaukee two years ago, risking long term injury just to show up for his squad? Okay. I think Blake is someone who's been severely miscast by the media as a whole. And like sometimes if a player has gaudy highlights, like he's gonna be cast as Vince Carter, but no, he's not Vince Carter. He's not a black eye on the on the game. He would never intentionally throw a result against his team he's someone who cares and that's a move i could see utah making especially if the chemistry stuff with gobert is as bad as perceived yeah yeah i mean they they tried to shore up a little bit they i don't know why they signed paul Millsap, but they i i thought it was very promising them getting Derek favors they're like okay let's just throw some big bodies out there um not big contracts just to see if this can uh get us over the hump just a little bit you know so it, it's a possibility that they they figured it out but mm, blake how old's blake blake's 31 years old 31 years old two more years on that contract a secondary shot creator i could see it working and then if you have favors in there you can get rid of gobert and i don't think you want to have that contract for gobert honestly like no the one sentence that really changed the way i view the nba mm was a friend of mine, yeah, I think the Pistons had locked someone up, was like, do you want to be the team paying that contract? And that's black and white. I asked myself that for every signing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, Man, for, for for Blake, the past two years, so the 2018-2019 season, averaged 24 points. And in 2020-15, yeah, he played 18 games. So, I mean, and he played 75 games last year. 
Man, but ooh. Look at the three-point shooting percentage. Three-point. Yeah, okay. And like, All right. If the idea is you want to have these big men who are skilled, who can create shots but still stretch the floor, right? Blake Griffin is that player, I think. And he's the one guy out there who's kind of flying beneath the radar. Man, I, I, hey, I hope Blake is, is, you know, is in it. But for like, what, for 30, 33 games, 25 games, 18 games, and you have that full 75. I mean, man, it's just so I, I want I want the the, the best for him because he's a, he's a good he's a good dude. So do you get him out of Detroit? Do you get him out of Detroit somewhere and put him put him somewhere nice? I mean, I think Utah or or Denver would be a good spot for him. Yeah, Denver. I could. There's actually been rumors that the Pistons they signed a lot of Denver Nuggets yeah. over the past few days. Yeah, that could actually become a sign and trade. Mm. And if you have Blake with Jokic, and I don't, I don't want to try and pronounce it, but the backup point guard that they signed from Europe. Yeah, he has some of the best highlights I've ever seen. I know. I saw him. I was like, the, why isn't this? This guy was just created out of. He's an NBA 2K player because I've never seen him, and he loves the dimes he's one of the best dimes i've ever seen yeah and he's he's he he is the apologies to dominique he is the human highlight reel he's a 511 point guard which is dimes and throw down yeah yeah oh and i wanted to tell you i probably shouldn't do this on the air i made the best play of my life on a basketball court what what did you do what did you do it was it was the it was the most low-key game it was me and my buddy ethan he's a nurse so it's safe (laughs) <laughs> we both had tests we yeah. ran a little two on two with masks yeah and pe- we just run the court we're so good together yeah yeah he's he's much better than me and <laughs> the ball's going out of bounds on uh, in the corner yeah i run to save it my and then i whip it overhead two hand no look behind the back through two defenders i hit him Shut cutting up. for the layup it was Amazing. Okay, on that's a dime. That is a, a ESPN top ten for sure. I wish there was tape of it. That is a good idea. Because the other play that I thought was my best play ever, it w- I think it might have been you actually. You buffed the layup. Oh, that, that happens. Yeah, but <laughs> this time the layup was not buffed. Hey, I don't like layups. Okay, layups are not my thing. You know, I get scared. You know, they're like, oh, they're so easy, but they're not. Okay, everyone. Yeah, layups no. are hard. And there, there's for a left handy. It's a li- for a left hander. It's just a little, little weird. It's yeah. a little weird. BetMGM Sportsbook is live for legal betting in Colorado, Indiana, Nevada, New Jersey, West Virginia, Tennessee, and coming soon to Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Michigan. BetMGM Sportsbook is the outstanding online betting experience you would expect from the MGM Resorts brand. They have a beautiful site and mobile app, the best live dealer casino action great odds on every sport and a ton of amazing weekly promos like the money monday club that pays every bet mgm player a free ten dollar bet each monday plus for a limited time bet mgm has a special signing bonus for our listeners all you have to do stop licking the floor you, you'd have to do that. But you have to create a new account at BetMGM. Use code WALKON20 to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $500. That's right. Just enter code WALKON20 and up to a $500 bonus bankroll is yours at BetMGM. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. 
I didn't mean to rush the NBA talk, but uh, you know us. We're going to go too long. Oh, yeah, yeah. We let, went a little too long talking NBA. That's okay. Yeah, we always. It's just so much fun. There's so many things we can talk about. It's just so nice. The NBA is so fun. So what a year. What a off season this is going to be. It's oh. going to be crazy. So before we get into the NFL, we're going to go through week 11, everything we learned, and we're going to apply that to week 12. Oh, yeah. Um, just general NFL note. Red Zone's got to stop showing so much Jaguars. Leave them alone, all right? Just uh, leave them alone. I it's will, not their fault. Look, the 1 o'clock slate, I got the Lions on the TV. Okay. I got Red Zone on the laptop. Right. And last two weeks, there's been a lot of Jaguars in that 1 o'clock slate. Well, they, they, everyone loves that Jake. They like the Jake guy. And they the know guy from State Farm, the Jake <laughs> from State Farm, and they're like, okay, he's gonna actually, he's gonna show up and beat the Steelers. That's all they want. But I mean, it was just a, it's a, it was a dog awful game, and <laughs> they were just, <laughs> the Steelers were just always winning. So that was just a very fun game. That was a very fun game. And before we get into it, yeah, well, let's do the FOMO report, front office. Management operations. Yes. What was a good decision? What was a bad decision? Mm, wow. I mean, I would say uh, the Browns uh, able to win without Miles Garrett. Great. That that was incredible. The Browns can't do that at all, and they showed they showed up to de- they showed up. It was it was beautiful. Yeah, and uh, so my my good decision, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos and Vic Fangio. Yeah. Their game plan, they looked at how Miami was using Tua. Tua is not allowed to throw down the field yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. They took that away from him. And the, the Dolphins, they've been very cute. They're like, you know what? We went back to the 60s. We studied early NFL game tape. That's yeah. where we get our defensive fronts. Okay. So they actually... <laughs> They use 60s, like two halfback alignments yeah. with Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon okay. to attack oh. this vintage scheme. Hey, I love it. Yeah, and I was on the wrong side of that one. Everyone was on the wrong side of that one, but it was good to see such a great coaching decision from the Denver Broncos and Vic Fangio. Right. That was every week the Dolphins are in the best game for football nerds. Yeah. And I, I, I one more of good, the Saints playing for for Taysom, because I was like, oh, why isn't Winston starting? And I was like, well, he's got he's got that dual threat QB, and he already knows what to do, like to run the ball, and like he just needs to pass like ten times. And it's like, okay, we're good. I mean, sure, I. They the results are there. I think they only didn't start Jameis because they have to pay Jameis if he starts a certain amount of games. Oh, he's got a kicker for appearances. Okay, and their cap situation's so tough. So I think that's actually why they didn't pay him. Interesting. That was that was a managerial decision. So from their economic perspective, if I'm their cap guy, I'm going. That's the FOMO good decision of the week. <laughs> that is the good decision of the week. I guess yeah. And bad decision of the week. Huh. Um, I'm going to go with the Lions starting Matthew Stafford against the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. <laughs> you're, you're blaming him? I'm blaming the left tackle. Uh, Taylor Decker had some pretty bad appearances. Oh, my God, my man. And he, he's If he has shoulder problems, okay, you're a lineman. Gotta wanna, you you got to need your shoulders a lot. So um, sit him. 
move the line different. I don't know. I, I, I don't know your operation, but it's just he had a bad game. It was awful. He had a bad game, but if your quarterback has a thumb injury, I think you need a better reason to play your starter other than, oh, yeah, he wants to play. True. And he had no help around him. He yeah. was very hamstrung. And if you know the situation, like they knew Swift had a concussion. They know Galladay's hurt. You just you, you take a little vacay for that week. Or even have an interesting scheme. They tried absolutely nothing in that game. Yeah. They couldn't drop back. They were going to Jamal Agnew, the cornerback yeah. turned receiver, featured him in the offense. Where where are those interesting alignments? Where are the trick plays? If your offense is banged up on the road in a game you should win yeah. against a Panther team that's more injured than you are, yeah. you have to bring some creativity in there. Mm. I'm a, And you know, guess who has a worst record than Adam Gase? Who? Matt Patricia. Whoa. Yeah. Ugh, ugh, that's that. I, ugh, I wanna, I'm going to puke. I'm gonna he has puke. less wins for the Lions than Gase does for the Jets. So the negative FOMO report it is going to Detroit, which is where yeah. we're going for our first game. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Ryan. Thanksgiving. All right. We have the Houston Texans at the Detroit Lions. Detroit is a two-point dog. Uh-huh. And if you're going to take Houston, take them early. Take them early. Uh, Deshaun is he's wheeling and dealing. I think he's finally figured out his, his uh, misfit of toy receivers. And... I mean, honestly, if 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 Wolf Fuller has more than six targets, it's it it's gonna be a win, honestly. You think so? Yeah. And if you're gonna if you're gonna bet the Texans, I would probably suggest it for this one. Because you know Matt's not if it if his thumb is not doing great again, wh- why? Like, <laughs> I mean, we saw like every third like every third down, it was like three and five, and it it. It always turned into dog shit all the time. And you're, you're talking about Taylor Decker like a few minutes ago. Yeah. And sometimes the advanced stats don't tell the story. Because hmm. like Taylor Decker is consistently graded pretty high by the advanced metrics. Yeah. And on that same token, the Texans suppo- were supposed to have the worst run defense in the NFL. New England could not run on them yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing to see... I couldn't believe how staunch their defensive front w- there was. Romeo! And of course, this game does have amazing Thanksgiving implications. There was one of the low points in Lions history came when the Texans visited Detroit eight years ago on yeah. Thanksgiving. Jim Schwartz threw a red challenge flag too early, resulting in an erroneously called 80-yard touchdown staying on the board. <laughs> that was the difference in the game. Oh boy! And I, I would, I, I think it's a no-brainer to take Houston in this one, but there is one caveat. What's that? I think no fans here really helps the Lions. What do you mean? If I, there were fans here, they would be calling for Patricia's head. Oh, so just negativity, <laughs> just yeah. negative all, all around. Yeah, and like the Thanksgiving game in Detroit, that is the convention for this, the whole franchise. The team rallies yeah. around that day, game every year, and yeah. like. There's, there's talk, oh, we got to take this game away from Detroit. It means so much to the city. We all rally around it. I've been lucky enough to go to three Thanksgiving games. Oh, that's got to feel warm. Yeah. Eat a, eat a turkey leg. 
Eat a turkey leg. They sell them there. Yeah. So greasy. What are you supposed to do with your hands? I mean, you're you're not wearing nice pants to a Lions game. <laughs> my my favorite. My parents are divorced, so no. I was able to have everyone together for the Lions. They were hosting the Vikings three years ago. Yeah. My fiance's first time meeting my parents. Ooh, sweating, sweating. And we get through the security. Dad can't find his keys. What? He's looking everywhere. He's checking all his pockets. Okay. And we get there early. I'm going around to the security. They're not there. I'm going around to fan services. They're not there. Yeah. And finally, kickoff's about to start. We sit on it. Sorry, Dad. You have to get rid of your. We don't. We you lost your keys. I don't know how we're getting back. Holy cow. They're starting up the national anthem. Dad takes off his hat. Keys fall out. (laughs) That is a Thanksgiving miracle. Thanksgiving miracle. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Okay. So this one, we learned that they're both bad teams, but Houston's a little feisty right now. Yeah. And I would probably make this pick based on the line. Yeah. If the Lions are getting three and a half at home, I'm going to back the Lions. Sure. If they're getting less, I'm going to stay away because I'm not allowed to bet against them. <laughs> <laughs> Second game on Thanksgiving, suddenly interesting. Washington at Dallas. Both these teams. Andy Dalton ready to go. Fresh off wins. <laughs> He's ready to go to the playoffs and then lose in the wild card. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of teams who are going to lose in that wild card yeah. round. So this... The the both teams are three and seven. We have the Cowboys as three point favorites. Love it. You like the Cowboys? Here? I like the Cowboys here because I think Washington too. They're they're a little sad for taking out Joe Burrow, especially finding out that he has ACL and MCL and everything is wrong with that knee. They, did you see them on? Did you see them? Just everyone was kneeling on the ground because they knew how bad this was and they respected him. So, to come out again, you know, he, he might have some defensive end that would be a little, a little timid. I mean, I guess he really is the next Carson Palmer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but can you really fault Washington for that? Because I, not to go on another game, but I really blame Zach Taylor for that. Oh no, no, it's all it's all Cincinnati's fault. To put him in that position, you knowing that your offensive line is terrible. And there's ways you can change your play calling to accommodate for a bad offensive line. You can roll out your passer. You can have quick time-based throws. Yeah, people to chip them. And they didn't do that. They It it was just Burrow Burrow was just dropping back. Five wide. Every so time people were teeing off on him, and Zach Taylor didn't accommodate it at all. He's got to be fired. He's not going to get fired. I he's mean, not because he looked good against Seattle his, the first half of his first game, and that somehow carries weight now. You know, we, we should have we all could have seen the issue before when uh, when the Browns played Cincinnati earlier uh, early in the in the season. Joe threw the ball sixty times. No, you're a rookie. Why do you, why do you need to do this? Why are you putting your number one pick in this type of situation? We've all seen it when you have a high pick. Uh, QB wise, and you put them against a bad line, it doesn't bode well for anybody. No, not at all. And it's um, a true indictment of the way that franchises run because if you have this prize asset, a lot of people think Burrow's that. I don't know that I ever did. Hey, but what? I'm a Herbert guy. Okay, that's fine. Uh, nice haircut. 
he got a tape up, huh? He went to your barber shop for that one. <laughs> he went with Tyrod. He's like, all right, come on, man. Let me get you a fade. And he's like, we can't do a fade on that hair. So, And then okay. they did. <laughs> he's, he's rocking a taper. Oh, my God. Just like Zookeeper John. <laughs> so, yeah, Washington at Dallas. Um, I guess I'll go with Dallas in a vacuum. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm just excited this game is interesting. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be good. I think you got Zeke is back interested again. I, I think he just he needs a competent QB. He needs a competent QB to be like, okay. And I love how they use Zeke. You know, this wasn't like, they'll put him in the flat. Just have some fun with him. And I think if they figure it out, I mean, still, I'll fire Mike McCarthy, but whatever. No, uh, no, you can't fire Mike McCarthy. Do you know how he ra- rallied the team? What? He br- brought them all together in the locker room before the Vikings game. Yeah. He got a big mallet, and he smashed watermelons. Like Gallagher? He did Gallagher. <laughs> You want to smash some fruit and win some games? Oh boy, nice, nice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if if you're doing, if you have a coach who's also a comedian, that's a, that's two birds one stone. You got to keep him there for that that's alone. Like, but our coach is just too funny. Like we we fight for our coach because he just makes us laugh every halftime. So, but, okay, all right, Mike. Yeah, you're you're doing Gallagher. I'm keeping <laughs> you. I'm Next week, Blue Man Group. Ooh, yeah. Hey, Gallop, can you catch? A ping pong ball in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we have the COVID ball. The, uh, poor NFL, poor America. Everyone yeah. was looking forward to this game: Steelers at Ravens. Yeah, and the Steelers—they had their best game of the year. They had their ass cooking that we anticipated. Yeah, and their first time two members of the same secondary recorded multiple picks in the same game. So good. They were teeing off on Jake. Yeah. They're four and a half point favorites against the Ravens, who are riddled with COVID. Man, it, I, it's so bullshit them coming out this morning, right? The, saying the Ravens that they, some of their players tested positive. I'm like, no, they were positive on Sunday. Yeah, but who did they play on Sunday? <sighs> Tennessee Titans. We all know where this is coming from. We all know what team has been incubating this like a Petri dish. It's Tennessee. Shit. Yeah, it is Tennessee. And that's why they tested positive. Oh, my God. Is it why I haven't seen anyone point this out. They played Tennessee yesterday. They have COVID tests today. Now their whole season is probably down the tube <sighs> because they have to. The running back, their whole running back stable. Gus oh. Edwards is fine. <laughs> <laughs> They're riding the Gus bus. Yeah, Gus the- bus all the way to the promised land. Uh, I'm I'm down with Gus, but uh, only problem is with me. Uh, I have uh, J.K. and Mark Ingram in fantasy, so I got to see if I can get on this bu- this Gus train. So we'll see. Why would you not go a Gus bus there? Why would you go Gus train? Gus, I don't know. I, I was I was in I was in the 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 train movement. I'm that, sorry. That might be the first mistake you've made hosting this show. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> you know, I know. I felt it. I felt. I was like, I should have done Gus Plus. I, I messed it up. You should have okay. done Gus Plus. I yeah. Omaha'd and did tra- and tracks. All right, so let's move on to the weekend. I'm probably going to be back in the Ravens and the points here. Is that crazy? Um, what's it? Minus three? Four and a half. Okay, yeah. This yeah. is a field goal game. Yeah. I don't care who's out there. 
this will be tight. And I know the Steelers are amazing. Yeah. I think it could be fun to play the Ravens money line here. Yeah, I, I think you play that. They are they are, are so close to be running off the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> That's another train reference. I hope you realize that. Okay, so in addition to crappy train references, <laughs> the Props Network is the place where bets begin. No, the Props Network isn't a sports book. It's where smart bettors and new players go before the sports book. Why? Because the Props Network has a few things that all bettors need. Exclusive signing bonuses, reporting on weekly promos, free betting picks, and live odds comparison for every football game. A visit to thepropsnetwork.com before placing a bet guarantees that you'll be wagering with the best available bonus and getting the biggest possible payout when your bets hit. This week at the Props Network, you'll get $30 free bets, no deposit required from Unibet. For risk-free bets, up to $1,000 at points bet with code bonus props and up to a $1,000 signing bonus from DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get all these deals and more at thepropsnetwork.com. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. So let's move through the Sunday slate. It is a good one. It's a fun slate all around. Mm -hmm. And let's kick it off. The picks I circled in on, I like the Browns at the Jags. Yeah. Yeah, it's this is a vacation game for for Cleveland. Uh, they get to play in some heat instead of rainy Cleveland for the last three weeks. Um, everyone is playing inspired football, and uh, yeah, I think they they just kind of roll. They, they they watch what the Steelers did and just like, okay, let's we can do that better, and let's roll. Yeah, so the Browns actually, I like them in this game. There's no Miles Garrett, but they need this win, right? And I. That's a great point, too, because it shows, like, okay, we can win this game without Miles. We, Of course, yes, we want Miles out there, but if we have a confidence in that young D-line that they can do it, gosh darn it, they're going to do it. I'll tell you what. Yeah, and they're 7-3. and three. Their next two games are against the Titans and Ravens, their biggest competition for those seventh or maybe eighth wild card <laughs> spots. Who knows? Yeah. All I know is that wild card round is going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, and you, they, this is a very needed game just so um, they can get ahead possibly with the – if the Ravens lose to, you know, the Steelers, like, hey, that's a leg up. You know, that, I, we kind of need that. Um, but, yeah, I think I think everyone's doing – and it is very exciting. I saw a lot of great things from Baker uh, uh, on Sunday. Um, he's using that bootleg right. He, he's – He's doing things with his hands. He's uh, having rap lyrics and his press conferences. He is feeling it. And this is exactly what you want from Baker. You want him playing good, but not good enough to justify a $35 million a year contract. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> What's the number? What do you oh, want Baker to get? Um, I'm going to give him like four years, 90. I was going to say 488. Yeah. So we're right there. Yeah, yeah. That's his value. And like just by virtue of you playing quarterback, it can't be, you can't just automatically get 30 million. Some of you guys, you're above average starters. Baker Mayfield with Stefanski, above average starter. Above average starter. And that's fine. And give him, you know, give him his due for uh, going through multiple coordinators and coaches and 
finally finding that way to gel. Not throwing interceptions. He almost threw a couple interceptions at the beginning of that game. But, hey, you know, everyone's got the, you got to just throw it out. He's got to throw it out there. Carson doesn't know how to throw, but that's, you know. That's yeah, funny. it's a big spread. I mean, six and a half on the road is a lot to cover. It's a but lot. It's a lot. And if they just control with the running game, because uh, like, if this is how they're doing it, if, if Kevin, this is how, he's how we, what I saw, it was first first quarter, uh, third quarter was Kareem Hunt's. And then you have you have Nick Chubb and just getting the bulk of the carries in that uh, the second quarter and the fourth. And you're just doing this LeBron uh, with Nick Chubb just closing it out. If this is right, you get everyone involved and getting great carries. So then you're just going to get another 100 rushing from both of those guys. Yeah, and I think you might see them open it up in terms because you they have Tennessee the next week. Mm-hmm. So I think if they play more vertical and downfield, yeah. if they look like an attacking offense, that's going to throw Tennessee off their scent a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what uh, Baker and Kevin did on Sunday. They were throwing – I mean, it was raining the whole time, but they still kept throwing the ball down the field. If you do that and you're like, oh, okay, shit, we can't <laughs> – we got those guys. We got to cover those guys. Someone's open. So it, keep it up and, you know, getting that tight end. Um, I mean, with Wyatt Teller back as as the right guard, it just changes everything. So All pro. Yeah. First, first team all pro. Crazy. All the way. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you just try and really run up the score on the Jags in terms of kind of putting a little doubt in Tennessee's mind about how you're going to play that game because that's probably the biggest Browns game of the past five years. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I'm going to pencil in the loss the next week at the Ravens, but... Well, no. yeah. I mean, we, we always play them. But I think the Titans really just shows hard because they play hard-nosed football, and... It's it's a really great test for for Kevin, yeah, for like a really good team. Yeah, and like maybe their offense is the best unit in that whole game, but mm. Browns are so much more balanced. Their defense is so much better than Tennessee's. Yeah, yeah. And if they're dropping back, you're gonna go get that Tannehill. We're getting it. We're getting them. You're gonna get Miles Garrett right, nice and fresh, coming back right. for Ryan Tannehill. And okay, Chargers at Bills, minus five and a half. Chargers at Bills. Bills coming fresh. Bills coming fresh. Chargers, they gave up a backdoor cover to the Jets. Oh, God. You got to like the stay away here, huh? This is, I, this is a stay away. Yeah, I mean, these are the two craziest teams in the league this year. Yeah. They both put up points. I think there's similar talent levels, except. Buffalo's got a great coach. Chargers have a terrible one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he got lucky a little bit, but uh yeah, I think this is an easy uh what's the what's the line for the Bills? Five and a half. Okay. All right. So a little tough one. Little it has, it feels like a stay away. That's the stay away. And this is just a game to watch and have fun. See if <laughs> see uh Justin Herbert uh go for five hundred yards. Yeah, and like I don't know why you are betting on this game when there's so many better options on the slate here. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot to like in these early slates. There's a few stayaways. I'm gonna bring up the other stayaway right here. That's Cardinals minus two and a half at the Patriots. That's a really hard 
game that, to predict. That, that line is going to move, though. I think it's going to move to the advantage of the of the Cardinals. I think so, too. They're already favored, but yeah. here's the thing. <laughs> the Lions, they're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. For sure. But they played Arizona really well defensively, mm-hmm. and that was in large part because of the scheme. They kept Kyler in the pocket. You're right. Right. And they forced him to make downfield throws. We took our defense from New England. Mm-hmm. They're going to have the same scheme with one or two adjustments. Yeah. So I would really examine New England here if I was going to wager it. But New England, they're hurt. They're having the season from hell. They could have <laughs> lost a lot of games. Yeah. But here... If I'm going to bet this, I'm going to stay away from this. I'm going to look at that over-under of 49. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, like that. I like that under. Because I don't, I don't think I don't think Cam's got it anymore. Yeah, I, I don't. I <laughs> think so the bad. Patriots are going to make this a pretty slow-moving game. Call it the Molasses Bowl. That is the Molasses Bowl. I mean, you have to think about it, too, because you're, you're saying that um, the Patriots, you know, come from, you, you know, Detroit comes from that Patriots defense. Um, but you're going to have it you're like, how did, how did they slow down Kyler? That's what, that's what the, that's what, um, that's what the Cardinals are going to say. And if they can still do that with Cam, cause you know, Cam's going to run. So let's keep him in the pocket and have your, you know, have Damon Bird beat me, you know, and he probably will, but I think just. Longevity-wise, I think this is just the long game for for the Cardinals and just to win this one easy. Yeah, maybe not easy, but I think I think they. Yeah, I'm staying away. Okay, I I don't even want to develop an opinion of this just because the scheme weighs so much on stay me. Stay away, stay away, stay away. There was a great and there were a lot of great Enya mashups on <laughs> Napster. I wish they were still around. We lost those with the Metallica lawsuit. Bring thanks, them back, thanks ours. a lot, Lars. <laughs> Uh, there's no line on this one because there's a COVID situation. Yeah. But I'll be taking the Vikings, hosting the Panthers. Panthers, they looked a little bit too good last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, no left tackle, no quarterback, no number one option in the offense. They were fine. PJ looked great. Did he look great? Because he threw two t- two interceptions in the end zone that were bad. He, they were bad, but that's I, I feel like that's a someone uh, – a, a young QB problem where uh, I like, I got, I can throw it in there. You know, you, you play so well and you're like, I can fool these people. You know, I think that's, I think th- those are uh, easy mistakes to take care of. Cause he, he threw it pretty well. It's just when you're down there, you know, you just want to be like, Ooh, I'm, I'm the second string. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm from the XFL. I need to show people that I can play. So you just want to be like, ah, damn it. You got me. All right. That's fine. But we're still up. But cause that last, that last interception, like really didn't matter. You know? Yeah. And like one of those interceptions, he, there were five, five lions <laughs> right where he threw yeah. it. <laughs> Yo, no, you think you're just, you can do some magic. You know, you can put a little, put a little uh, mustard on that ball. And he's like, he brings it down, but you know, you gotta learn. You gotta learn. Yeah, and I, I still think the Vikings are a good team. I think they're potentially the best team in the NFC if yes. they get the right matchups. Yeah, they just Dallas came to play yesterday. They're yeah, no, they didn't let up. That was the thing. Yeah, that was good. It so, was great. So yeah, this line will probably be less than a touchdown because of how they looked last week. Yeah. I'm gonna be backing the Vikings here no matter what it is. Less oh than seven, yeah, I'm on, I'm on them. I mean, I'm always hey. Oh, Delphin Cook playing? Okay, I'm new. I'm I'm backing you. 
Okay. Again, you can't tell a thing about the Panthers because of how inept the Lions were. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Brian Burns was having a game, but also that could be just the ineptness of the yeah. of the Lions. But. Yeah, I mean, the ineptness of the Lions, we picked Hawk over him. <laughs> <laughs> and this one I really like, Titans at Colts. Colts are favored by three and a half. Titans at the Colts. Ooh, Colts are coming off some hotness. Yeah, Colts are too hot. Yeah. Titans are they have a great win. You know, Philip Rivers infuriates me because he just I I'm always saying, okay, you're you're done, right? But Never. then he just he oh, he just has it. He just has this thing in him. He you know, and I think it's just when he has have when he's going against like good quarterbacks. He wants to still show that he has it. I think it's just Frank Reich. Frank? He, he, yeah. Well, Frank's amazing. You Frank know. draws up the right plays yeah. for him. He, it's a different team. Yeah. But these guys just saw each other. In that game, Tennessee was in pretty firm control of it till we they got a couple blocked punts. Yeah. Yeah. Till things got a little wonky in the second half. And these teams, they know how hard the AFC wildcard race is. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna this is gonna be very close. If it's more than a field goal line, I'm gonna take the Titans getting that half. Yeah, they always they're very squeaky without that without that field goal. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be an easy one. This is the the rule of three and a half. So I will say I'm breaking mm-hmm. it, but yes, you are. You know, you know better. You know, you can't do that three point bath. Yeah, but divisional game. They just played. There's a lot of familiarity yeah. here. That tells me it, it is going to be tight. Yeah, yeah. With some home cooking. Yeah. Okay. And this, I cannot believe. I cannot believe Giants. I'm going to be betting on the Giants this week. You better bet on the Giants. They're coming up. They're going to win this division. They're going to win that division. What are their divisional odds, actually? I'm going to put that a good, up really I, I would put that up. I'll put okay. a couple units on that guy. Yeah, we. that's that's definitely sprinkle-worthy, actually. Okay, Giants, plus 325 to win that division. And I don't know. If they win this against the Bengals this weekend, and they will win against the Bengals, they right? They should. They're four and seven, which <laughs> I guess puts them in the driver's seat. Oh no! Please don't say it. You know, they know there's no reason they need to be in any driver's seat at all. But they will be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess we're just gonna blindly back the Giants here because they've gotten a little bit better every week. Defense is showing up. They're so coming I'm off excited a bye. They got had a fight between their offensive line coach and their head coach. Hearsay. Oh, allegedly. Hearsay. They definitely fought. They fought. They yeah. Got, he got punched in the face. Judges are always sealing records. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I I cannot believe how much I'm gonna be backing the Giants, but yeah, you're gonna you love it. To. You're gonna love it. Uh, Raiders minus three at Falcons. Ooh. Mm. It's a dangerous one. Man, I feel like this is a stay away. But this is a sk- Or is it maybe you want to back the Falcons here? How, mm, yeah. Ooh, man, this is a tough one. Because the Raiders, you know, they, they hung in there. But they, they just got Patrick Mahomes. So there's really... You know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and like people aren't excited about the Chiefs because the Chiefs just know they can beat you. I think it's e- so garbage. The, the the Chiefs are easy to beat. I know it. They all someone just needs to stand uh, from defense perspective for for Patrick Mahomes. Just someone stand in in center field. 
because he wants to throw it in the middle. That's He loves to do that. So if you throw that situation off, so that's how your deep throw, that's where that's where Kelsey's going to be, and let him just dump it off, great. I think you, you I think you just make them do these little chunk plays, you know, these little dink and dunks, then it, just take the deep ball away from but him. But their offensive scheme is so good because they're running everything outside. I Either know. all their runs are off tackle. Mahomes is always rolling out. There's a fluidity with that offense. It's hard to beat. And like Eli was talking about last Wednesday about the Clemson team from a few years ago that won every game by three or four points. Like the Chiefs are looking at that clock the whole time. I know. I mean, just put a spy on this guy. Put a middle linebacker in the middle and like go – Beat me somewhere else. Like, I don't care. Yeah, they don't care about the cover. They don't care about running up the score at all. And, you know, Raiders, they hung tough. But I think the Chiefs, they're always kind of just figuring out how to get the ball last. And those, yeah. the great the t- teams with great quarterbacks like the Packers, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, they're allowed to kind of formulate their game plans with a little bit more creativity, Yeah, knowing that if they get the ball last, they're going to win. <laughs> so easy. Yeah, so I don't know how we got on that tangent, but um, <laughs> well, this is our breakdown of the Raiders and Falcons. <laughs> um, I'm uh, Falcons are what? What do they got? Falcons are crappy. Yeah, yeah. Just like was it a three seven? Where are we at? The Falcons, they are. Thanks, Google. Thanks Google a lot, Sports. Google. But I think they Falcons are three and seven, but okay. it's a Raheem Morris has been actually kind of decent, and they looked worse than anticipated against the Saints last week because what ta- putting in Taysom does is there's no book on how it's going to look. Yeah, yeah, but just still uh, nine points, two interceptions by Matt. Like, uh, yeah. oh, oh, nice Todd Gurley. Let's go eight for twenty six. Okay, that's reputable. Okay, so yeah, I'm definitely be af- be afraid if you're the Raiders here. This is the game where you fuck this up, you're out of the playoff hunt. They ran over the Saints ran over the Falcons, 150 yards by like three other people. Uh, that's that's not good. That's not good. It's not good. Next one, Niners at Rams. We didn't learn anything. We're recording Monday. We <laughs> haven't seen the Rams. Yeah. Uh, we have not seen the Niners this week. I don't care about the Niners, man. I don't care about the Niners. <laughs> I mean, hey, they're hey, great. Love them, but not this year. So it's one of those Rams. That's a rollover. Yes, divisional game, but I think that I think the Rams roll. Yeah. So if the Rams, I'm inclined to bet on them here if they lose tonight. I think they will lose tonight against Tampa Bay. Yeah. No left tackle going against a decent pass rush. Right. It, uh, if you throw golf off a little bit, you throw golf off a lot. True, true. So, yeah, I think the Rams with the bounce back here is the play I would go. We covered Cardinals, Patriots, Saints, minus four and a half at the Broncos. I like the Saints here. Yeah. They're, the Saints are in mid-season form, as you would say. Uh, and I think they're, they're just going to keep on going. They know what they've, they've, it's not, they didn't, they're not losing a step with Drew Brees. Yes, he can throw the ball great, but it's it's not like a big drop off. Is there a chance we never see Drew Brees again? (sighs) I mean, all of his bones are broken. 11 broken ribs. Yeah. So, and 
we're expecting this guy to be fully healed in six weeks for a postseason game. No, and my man had a collapsed lung. That's not that's not easy. Yeah, that's maybe a three week recovery if you're a twenty two year old guy. <laughs> but Drew Brees, you're on the north side of forty. If they re- and the thing is, they're they, they're going to have to make the choice between doing what's best for their franchise or doing what's best for Drew. They've shown an inability to make the right choice in those situations. Yeah, and do you really feel confident if you roll out Drew and he takes one hit? No. You think those bones are gonna be good? I don't. I just no. don't think so. I, you know, they're like, well, he's wearing Kevlar. He'll be okay. Like, no. So he's gonna stop bullets? Like, no, my friend. And I kind of think they're gonna force Drew Brees back. It's gonna just kind of change the variable there because yeah. really the star of the Saints is that defense and Alvin Kamara. And Alvin Kamara, but um, yeah, I just see a real potential danger coming down the pike right as the postseason starts up for them. Yeah, no, just keep, stay the course. Sorry, sorry, Drew. Yeah, and I I just think Denver, we saw their best ball yesterday. I think it's going to be hard for them to do that two weeks in a row. No, no, they're they're not winning a Mr. Consistent uh, award anywhere. So no, Drew Locke is not moving that ball against the Saints defense. They gonna they're gonna win this one 24 to 10. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of garbage, a lot of garbage yards from Drew uh from Drew Locke failing it. Yeah, garbage time and then Packers at Bears. Packers eight and a half point favorites. This line is too big. Mitch, is Mitch coming back? We is- don't know because all the Bears quarterbacks are hurt. <laughs> Oh boy. Bowles is hurt. Mitch is hurt. You might have you Tyler. <sighs> wow. He'll, he might be the, the best quarterback from the University of Tennessee we've seen in the NFL in 10 years. But, well, wow. wow. That was just a crack on how bad Peyton was during it, those Broncos Super Bowl years. <laughs> he would, he's not that's that's rude. That okay, is very sorry. Rude. Let me rephrase. He's the best Tennessee quarterback at looking to the left. Okay. All right. All right. That's a good stat. Yeah. 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 This line, uh, kind of scary. I would probably gun to my head, take the Packers coming off a loss where they played pretty well. Yeah. No, they played pretty well. And, um, Aaron is always good for a, a bounce back. Go for, go for 80 points by himself. So yeah. Yeah. There. And then Seahawks at Eagles on Monday night. Seahawks are five and a half point favorites coming off a bye. No, sorry, they played Thursday. Go on. It's easy. That's five an and easy. a half, though. On the road, cross country. Yeah, depending on weather. I'm saying just depending on weather. You know, I'm, I'm probably taking the Eagles and the points and thinking they'll lose. Whoa. What? Backdoor cover. The backdoor cover. Backdoor cover for the Eagles all day. Mm, but, um, you know, the thing is, Joel, uh, Carson Wentz is very bad at football right now. But he's playing a – well, I mean, I guess the Seahawks secondary came to life the second half yes. last last yeah. week against Arizona. Yeah. But – If it's clicking, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that we're, if we're doing that Denver thing of, like, consistency, uh, you know, you finally get Jamal Adams back. I don't know what percentage he's like eighty percent or whatever. If that's that's great. Uh, if Carlos Dunlap is getting his sea legs, <laughs> Seahawks, um, Osprey, Osprey, <laughs> Osprey legs. he's getting his Osprey legs. We learn this. <laughs> we know animals. Um, 
then I think you got a fun F- Seahawks defense because I think that's what they want. They want to see their defense finally click back to back. And if that happens, watch out. Watch out, world, because the Seahawks are back. Yeah, and it's quite possible that this line will move up to seven by that Monday night. Mm-hmm. It's five and a half now. And this is going to be the first time that the Eagles will look around the division and see, oh, shit, other teams are actually trying to win this division. Because <laughs> you know someone technically has to win that Washington-Dallas game, yeah. unless it's a tie, <laughs> which is why Philly's going to win the division. <laughs> and you know I think the Giants are going to win, so there's going to be a lot of pressure on them that's going to bring out the best Eagle performance. So if you yeah. look at the external factors as well as the terrible performance against your Browns yesterday, yeah. You might you might expect them to keep it close. Yeah, and they they played well against the Browns. It, it was just you know just a couple bad plays as usual. Um, so you got a healthy Miles Sanders, and you know it it could you never know you never know. But um, Philly might might come out and be very angry. Yeah, I, I like Philly here. Yeah, I like Philly with the pressure. They're gonna respond. It's true. They need to. They're going to have to, yeah. unless Washington and Dallas tie, in which case, take the Seahawks. <laughs> if they if they see that, they're like, okay, we can, can we get some more turkey, guys? Can, can we just have Thanksgiving on the field? Okay, we're done. Yeah, do it. And you know what? We're done here. We're going to be back in a couple days. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We have our Wild Wednesday with Eli Sayers, <laughs> and uh, we're going to have a great time with that. For the walk-on, Brian and the Props Network, this is Joel Walkowski walking off.